0: shop for all things leaps. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio. Also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. Hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Uh, that would be much much appreciated. All right, a few things to get to in uh, in today's show, and really just some reports that are starting to leak out of uh, out of the Leafs camp a little bit. Um, that's been talked about quite a bit. So I figured let's let's touch on them. So first and foremost, um, Elliot Friedman kind of came out and talked about. How I guess the trade, the Kasperi Kapanen trade between the Leafs and Penguins, really caught some NHL teams uh, by surprise and apparently angered a lot of the teams that were still remaining in the playoffs. So I thought that was interesting, um, and, and I got some thoughts on that. So I'll talk about that. Also, uh, Toronto now being heavily linked to a certain goaltender in Pittsburgh, something that you know we've talked about before. This isn't the first time that uh, that I've mentioned that this could possibly be something uh, that they that could happen so we'll talk about uh, the discussions going on there also uh, Bruce Boudreaux so much closer to becoming a Leafs assistant coach. Uh, he was on TSN 1050 earlier today talking about uh, talking about, you know, his career and, 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 and basically said, you know what, uh, the, the Leafs need me to come to Toronto. Um, so I, 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 do think that he's going to, I, I really do. I said yesterday when uh, we had more state more on the podcast and we did cosign no sign where he asked me, you know, cosign no Sign is Bruce going to be going to be here. And I said, cosine 100%. So I'll talk to you a little bit more about that and then we got some former Leafs that are really playing extremely well in the playoffs so we'll catch up with a couple of them um, particularly a couple of guys out in Colorado uh, that are playing some some pretty good hockey right now so we'll do that as well a little bit later but let's get into this uh, Leafs trade that they made a couple weeks ago that caught everyone by surprise including myself I was not expecting this here in the middle of the playoffs you never see this happening but it's 2020 and uh, none of this has ever happened before so you know there's first for everything, you know, like playoffs in July. So let's also see some big blockbuster trades happening in the, in the second round of the playoffs. And that's what we had when uh, when the Leafs pulled the trigger to send Kasperi Kapanen to Pittsburgh in exchange for a first uh, a prospect, and then they alleviated some pretty good uh, amount of cap space. Here's what I have to say to the teams that were supposedly angry about all of that happening. Um, they, they didn't like the fact that There was a big trade that kind of took away from the aura of what's going on in the playoffs. And, you know, I I think realistically it's just because it was the Maple Leafs that made the trade. If it was, you know, I don't know, if it was Buffalo and, and, you know, Buffalo and the Kings who make a trade, I doubt that it really catches that much flack and people really care. But this is just, again— People saying that Toronto always has to be the, the spotlight, center of attention, and this is just them, again, flexing their muscles, saying they could do whatever they want. Like, well, let's be honest. It was stated that any teams who are eliminated can go out and make deals. If nobody else wanted to make a trade, that's on them. And this is what I have to say to those teams that are remaining in the playoffs that were upset about this deal happening in the middle of their runs. Tough titties. You had the benefit of being a playoff team. I'm sure the Leafs would much rather be playing on the ice than playing on the phones. I have absolutely no issues with Toronto taking advantage of a bad situation, not being in the playoffs, giving them some extra time to make a move to try and better their club going forward into next year. Whoever was upset by that can stuff it because this is just Toronto going about their business and it's now their offseason and they have absolutely every right, every right to go ahead and make some moves and that's what they did. So again, tough titties. Um, I have no issues with them making this deal. I thought that it was a great trade all around, although I thought eventually or I thought initially it was gonna be for a goaltender, and um that's kind of what we're gonna gonna lead into here. Toronto is now being heavily linked to Matt Murray, and you know, I spoke about it before. Matt Murray of the two goalies is the one that I would rather because he's a proven winner, right? He's got a couple of cups. Um, he's he's still young, what twenty five or twenty six years old? Um, he's an RFA, but he's under club control because he's he's got arbitration rights. But he's not going to be as expensive as Anderson. He's not going to be that cheap. Like he's probably still going to cost you, you know, between three and four million bucks, which which isn't you know that bad actually for a number one goaltender. Uh, it's pretty good. And I think that that's, you know, that's definitely an avenue that they should go down um, and explore. Um, there's also the link between the two, obviously. Kyle Dubis had him once before back in, um, back when he worked for the Sioux Greyhounds in the OHL. You know, Matt Murray was the goaltender there. So they, they know each other pretty well. Um, so it's, it's no surprise that that is somebody who they're interested in, right? Yeah. Um, I think that Matt Murray uh, would be a good option for them if they decide to move on from Freddie Anderson, which I've talked about many, many times. Uh, that happening here uh, in the next little bit, and and it's it's caught a lot of fire too within the hockey market, within the the hockey media, Toronto media market over the last. Forty eight to thirty-six hours. Um, it's or forty-eight to you know, forty eight seventy two hours, it seems to really be catching fire and, and it's got some legs here, and I think it's gonna happen. And Matt Murray, uh, as of now is apparently the target for uh for the Leafs and for Kyle Dubas. The question that I have though is do they really have the pieces to get it done without parting with one of the big four? You would think that you know the Kasperi Kapanen piece would have been kind of the guy who would be able to be your main piece for Toronto going back to to what to, to Pittsburgh in exchange for Matt Murray because, like, at the end of the day, I think Murray's a guy who, who can be a number one. Um, but, you know, Pittsburgh, what they want is they're ready for win now, right? Same with the Leafs. But what do they want? So they're going to want offense. They're going to want some depth. They're going to want defense and the Leafs just don't really have anyone to give up like if they're looking for a top 6 a top 6 player you're going to have to part with one of the big four. I would rather not part with one of the big four for Matt Murray. I don't think he's that good of a goaltender that I'm willing to uh, to roll the dice and move out a guy like Nylander, who I think is going to be a 30 to 40 goal scorer for, you know, the duration of the time that he's here with the Maple Leafs. Same, you know, obviously don't want to move Marner, Matthews or Tavares, uh but that that would be one of the guys who you're going to have to move out if you're going to be looking to bring in a guy like Matt Murray. It's just they don't have the pieces to get it done outside of the Big Four. I think defensively, they don't really have anything to offer Pittsburgh. I mean, what are you going to give them, Morgan Riley? Probably not. Jake Muzzin, definitely not. Um, you know what, Justin Hall, maybe. But you need a Justin Hall desperately. Like that, the, the whole reason why you think you need an upgrade at at the goaltending position. A big reason for that is because you know they've been so trash. Back on the back end, they, they don't really have pieces that they can move out. So then you look, okay, well, they've got a couple of decent young players. Like what if they throw Sandine into a deal or Lilligren or uh, Nick Robertson or, you know, that's probably it, but they got that first round pick that they got for Capitan, but that's the one that they just got from Pittsburgh, so that's probably not in the cards either. And then those other young guys, they're just not ready, right? They're they're young prospects, which isn't what Pittsburgh's looking to do. They're looking to win now, and they want guys who are going to help them win right now. And I just don't know outside of maybe like Johnson and Kerfoot, but in, you know, in my opinion, maybe that is potentially what uh, what they could be looking for. I I think they would probably be able to get more for a guy like Matt Murray who can be a starting goaltender in this league. But if that's if that's what they're asking for, sure, give it to them. But I, I I just feel like they're asking for more, which is why this deal hasn't hasn't been done. So Matt Murray may be, you know, the the guy who Kyle Dubas wants to get. I just don't see it because I don't see the pieces there. Like both of those teams are both in one now. They're both teams who are looking to acquire depth. They're both teams that can look to kind of strengthen their blue lines and, and, and their tops, um, you know, their depth. Um, so I just don't see it where there's a fit, to be quite honest with you. Um, and also, you know, Pittsburgh is looking to shed. A little bit of salary as well, like so that they can make some signings. A big reason why they're moving one of these goaltenders is because they can't afford to sign both. So bringing in a contract like Marner or Tavares or or Nylander, just is not going to happen? It's one of the reason why they're moving them is because they want to shed some salary. So I don't see that being uh, that being a, a huge. A, I don't want to say I don't see I don't see it being a huge um, target. Just. I just don't know wh- how they're going to get it done. Like, I don't see a framework that works. Obviously, I could be wrong, and we could see a deal, and I could be like, oh, I didn't think that that would be what Pittsburgh would be looking for, but apparently it would be. Um, but we'll see what happens. I think Matt Murray is a quality goaltender. Um and I think that that him and and Jack Campbell would be, would be a really good duo. I, I just the one thing that worries me about Murray is his injury history. He does have a history of concussions, and it's not something that I would I would love marrying myself to, uh, especially long term, which is what you're doing if you're bringing in a young guy like Matt Murray. You're not just looking for a one year stopgap, or else you would just keep with Freddie Anderson. So a guy like Murray, um, is he healthy enough? Do I believe that he can be healthy and stay healthy? The rest of his career to be a number one? I don't know. Those are questions that still need to be answered for me before I I hop on board uh, with this deal, but he is a winner. He's got a couple of cups. He knows how to win big games, and uh, he's on the market, so I could definitely see it happening. But first, let me tell you guys a little bit about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. You know, it doesn't have that weird, chewy, chalky taste that regular protein bars have. It actually tastes like a candy bar. And the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious. They got six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. And that's on top of the 12 original flavors. uh, Peanut butter, mint brownie, salted caramel, and of course, my other favorite, the peanut butter brownie. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate, some nut, some nut-free. They're soft, they're easy to chew, and best of all, the Built Bar is healthy. It's great for the health-conscious guy who's looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. And here's the kicker. This week only, a free cooler with a purchase of built bar protein bars while supplies last a free cooler with every purchase go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on and you'll also get ten dollars off your next order use the promo code locked on for ten dollars off at builtbar.com all right uh next let's talk about this bruce boudreaux thing that's going on here um so it's been widely reported that he was going to be a Leafs assistant for quite some time now um, or that there's interest in bringing him in and he's interested in becoming a Leafs assistant. And there was a report that, you know, he said that uh, the Leafs have checked in and asked the Wild for permission if they wanted to, if they could interview him. But nobody has yet reached out to him um, from the Leafs side. And that was a couple of weeks ago. Things have Could have changed since then. And here's my theory about Bruce Boudreaux and the Leafs and the reason why they haven't announced him as the assistant yet. First and foremost, I think he'd be a perfect, perfect candidate to be an assistant on Sheldon Keefe's bench. The reason why I believe they haven't yet announced it is because I think that Keefe and Boudreaux needed to meet maybe for for like a socially distanced beer or something and, and feel each other out because... You know, Keith has earned the right to pick his guy. It's his bench. And he's already, you know, hackstall was a carryover from from Mike Babcock. The least that they could do, and the least that Dubas could do, was let him have his say over who the other assistant could be. Um, and and you know, Kyle can push for Boudreaux, but at the end of the day, I feel like they owe it to Keith to allow him to pick who he wants to be uh, you know, coaching alongside him. Boudreau would be great, right? Like he's he's a veteran coach who could definitely, I think, help this team and, and whenever Kyle's struggling uh, you know, to to find his footing, he's still really young, right? Still, you know, less than a year into his NHL head coaching career. boudreau has got many, many, many games under his belt, like over a thousand games coach in the NHL. So this is definitely a guy who comes in with a lot of experience. Um, And I think that the Leafs want Boudreaux to be here. He's a hometown guy, a veteran presence born and bred here, drafted here, played here. Um, And I think that he would be a quality add to the bench. But at the end of the day, again, I think that it's, it's going to be up to Keefe. And I think that the reason why we haven't heard anything yet is because those two have to get to know each other. I think, Dubas wants Keefe to give him a chance, and by giving him a chance um, with with conversation, I think that's where, you know, we're kind of waiting to see what's going on because I think Keith and Boudreaux, if they haven't yet met up and, and you know, had a conversation about what it would be like if they teamed up together with the Leafs, I think that'll be coming pretty soon and probably come before the Leafs announce that Boudreaux is going to be the coach because at the end of the day, I think Sheldon Keefe has earned the right to sign off on it to add him to his staff, and he's going to be the guy who uh, who says, yep, Boudreaux is going to be the guy. I'm willing to sign off on it and bring him in to be on my staff. Um And something really interesting, too, so keep in mind, I've talked about before how he was drafted here and played here, born here, huge Toronto fan just in general. He's a massive fanboy, and uh, he was on TSN 1050 radio today in Toronto, and they asked him, apparently there's this this, uh, theory about when they – released boudreaux or traded boudreaux um, about how they haven't won a cup since and uh, his dad has supposedly placed a curse on the maple Leafs. so here's that audio and you can hear it for yourself when you were let go by the leafs or you know you were sent to the miners quote my dad put a curse on the maple leafs when i left he'd say they will never win again until he comes back to them bruce i think we know what needs to happen here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's such a true statement. He was so mad. He said they'll never win a Stanley Cup until I come back. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny that they haven't, but I don't <laughs> think the, the curse was all my dad. Well, there you have it. After years and years and years and years and years of not winning a Stanley Cup, it's because Mr. Boudreaux put a curse on the team because they let go of his son. And they said, until he comes back, they will not win a cup. Well, let's bring him back and let's get that Stanley Cup back in Toronto, folks. It's been way too long. I literally have not celebrated a Stanley Cup in my entire life. I could have gone two lives and not celebrated a Stanley Cup. That's how long it's been since the Maple Leafs have been able to parade around with Lord Stanley's mug. And uh, if if apparently all it takes is bringing Bruce Boudreau back to Toronto and putting him on the bench... Give him that assistant job, and let's get to work, and let's go ahead and win a cup next year. Because let's let's lift the curse, right? The, this is basically hockey's version of uh, the curse of the great Bambino. That's what it is. So, if if that's what it takes, then let's uh, let's get Brucey Boudreau in Toronto. All right, a couple other things that uh, that I want to discuss today here on the Locked On NHL Podcast. Once again, I am Mike DiStefano. Um, check me out on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. So there's a bunch of Maple Leafs that are really doing well here in the playoffs, post Maple Leafs being in the playoffs. Uh, some guys who were cast-offs, uh, cap-dumps, um and they just seem to be chugging along and and more most importantly it's happening out in Colorado. Uh let's talk about Michael Hutchinson. You remember him? Michael Hutchinson, a guy who just couldn't save a puck to save his life here in Toronto. Uh an 886 save percentage, a three sixty-six goals against. Really just could not win with the Leafs this season. Um and ultimately got dealt to Colorado uh, just so that Colorado needed some depth. I think they ended up sending him down to the minors, and he kind of played uh, out in, in in the AHL for them. He did get into one regular season game, but for the most part, he was just goaltending depth, and it's a good thing that they made that trade because Michael Hutchinson has kept this Colorado Avalanche team in the playoffs. I mean, you could argue that it's you know been Nathan McKinnon, but Michael Hutchinson has come up huge, huge, Huge for this Colorado Avalanche team um, leading the back into the series after being down 3-1 to force a Game 7, which is going to be going down either tomorrow or today whenever you're listening to this. Odds are it's going to be uh, later today when you do listen to this. But check this out. He's 2-0 in the playoffs. He's made 61 of 65 saves, a 938 save percentage, and a 186 goals against in do-or-die elimination games in the playoffs against the Dallas Stars who are doing nothing but score goals all playoffs long. And he's just stymied them. He shut them down. <laughs> like, he's been unreal. I think he made 25 or 26 stops last night, um, forcing a game seven. And and 2-0 and in elimination games. Who, who would have thunk it that Michael Hutchinson would have a superiorly better record in elimination games than Frederick Anderson? Did we get rid of the wrong goalie? I'm starting to think that. I really am. I'm not actually. Uh, this is just an, an unbelievable run that he's on right now, and we'll see if he can carry it in uh, into into, to, into tonight's game, uh, game seven against Dallas. But man, is this ever a hilarious storyline to to uh, to keep an eye on? You know, he's got the same amount of wins as Freddie Anderson does in these playoffs. Think about it. Same amount of wins, and this is somebody who we banished to the minors. And uh, traded away for nothing. I think we got Callie Rosen back, who's, again, nothing pretty much for this organization. A depth defenseman for the Marlies. Um, you know, I, I he didn't get into much games once he got back over here. Uh, but... You know, Hutchinson's having a heck of a playoffs out in Colorado. Another guy out in Colorado who's absolutely killing it. We've talked about it many times here on the podcast. Uh, Nazem Kadri, 6th in playoff scoring, 8 goals, 8 assists, 16 points. And the most important stat, no suspensions. No suspensions for Nazem Kadri in the playoffs. And his team is succeeding. Oh, would you look at that? Wow. Who'd have thunk it, huh? When you stay in the game, you're an important piece for your team, and you stay in the games and you play and don't get suspended and you contribute, your team wins games. Oh, wow. Just kidding. I miss Nas. I do. Um, I'm glad that he's he's playing really well out in Colorado. You know, he's a guy who did not want to leave Toronto, obviously – um, his time just expired here, and and the Leafs had a good opportunity to bring in that coveted right shot defenseman. We all know that it did not work out at the end of the day, and if we could reverse that trade, we would. But uh, but I do I do have good feelings for uh, for Nazem Kadri and the success that he's having right now through the playoffs. Um, I really hope that Colorado ends up winning this thing. Tonight, like, I, I really do. I think, you know, just the way that Nate McKinnon's playing as well, he's he's just on another level right now than any other player in the NHL playoffs right now. Um, 14 games, he's got 25 points. 25 points in 14 games. He's got points in every single game so far, these playoffs, ever since they came back. So the three games that they played ahead of the playoffs, you know, those seeding games, and every single game in the actual playoffs through round one and round two heading into tomorrow. He's got eight multi-point games. Nate McKinnon, uh, there's been a big-time conversation about whether or not he's actually better than Connor McDavid. I'm not going to get into that conversation today. Maybe that's for another day. Uh, But certainly, is he ever uh, on one right now? Um, And I think that they'll probably win tomorrow. You know, Nate McKinnon on a heater like this. Cadre, I think he's going to have a big game tomorrow. You know, he, he doesn't traditionally play game sevens. He's usually suspended for game seven. So the fact that he's going to be there, let's hope that uh, that's that's an omen for this Colorado team and he could do something productive and help send them off to the, to the Western Conference Final. And if Michael Hutchinson is able to backstop them um, all the way, and imagine he ends up being their number one all the way through, uh, and Michael Hutchinson ends up with a Stanley Cup ring, what a story that would become. Like, what a story. Uh all right. Do we have time? I think I got time to talk about one more one more player here that's still in the NHL. And uh okay, so Philly and the Islanders are through one overtime as I sit and record this. And one of the players I want to talk about is Matt Martin. So Matt Martin's got four goals in these playoffs. Four. That's more goals than the entire Leafs offense scored against the Blue Jackets at 5 on 5. The entire Leafs offense Like, isn't that insane to think about? Matt Martin, a guy who we just dumped away for absolutely nothing for Eamon McAdams or whatever his name is, became a, a goaltender for the Growlers, and they got Matt Martin out here scoring four goals for the playoffs for the Islanders, being an enforcer, being a tough guy, out there playing some decent minutes for him, and has this Islanders team one game away from a conference final sans John Tavares had that like it's insane actually when when you think about what the Islanders are doing and with that roster like Leo Komarov is also over there kind of helping out a little bit no he's not scoring as much as as our boy Matty Martin is but it's still uh, still very very interesting uh, to see what Martin's been able to do here in the playoffs he scored again here today, um, his fourth of the playoffs tonight. Uh, All right, I think that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs Podcast on all podcasting platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Lockdown Leafs. And uh, if you want some more hockey talk, be sure to check out the Lockdown NHL Podcast where myself and four other Lockdown hosts discuss the latest around the NHL. I'll be back with another episode on Monday, but until then, keep a Locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.